0: Tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. Do you hear that? Do you? Because that is your life running out of time. Now, I know what you're saying. You're saying, man, that is one hell of a morbid way to start your podcast. But I'm here to tell you, as a person that has been a slave to time for the better part of the last 20-some-odd years, It is a debilitating, excruciating, mind-numbing, life-altering challenge when time controls you like you're a slave. Now, man, that's a harsh, harsh thing to begin to think about. But all you actually really have to do is to start to ponder how often you feel as if you're out of time how often you feel as if guess what time is coming to some kind of, of place in your life where you no longer have control where time essentially has bumped your consciousness out of the way or or pushed your control or your 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 positivity off to the side it's 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 it's, it's altered your ability to have good relationships it's 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 strangled your ability to parent it's it's disabled your concept of what it means to live your life to the fullest now that's what being a slave to time can look like now, I can't tell you how incredibly honored I am to be back here in front of this microphone with you. And this time it's by myself on the Frog Logic podcast, episode 27, a slave to a slave to time. But I am stoked to be back here. And one of the crazy things that we have to begin to understand is that we're all slaves to time in some way, shape, or form? That since the the first moment where you were able to look up at that clock in grade school, right, and you were waiting for recess to come, or you were uh, looking at uh, the clock on the wall, waiting for that horrible math class, or uh, history class or whatever it might be, or you were waiting for detention to end. (laughs) That was me on a regular basis. Or you're waiting for some kind of moment uh, that alters your existence, right? The ability to run outside, to get your homework done, to get outside and play. Or the moment where uh, you were engaged in activities with your friends or your family where You forgot that time was even there, that there was no relevant uh, grip of time or shackle of time in your life where the days were long, right? And the summers were longer. Those moments where we really began to evaluate uh, the beauty of freedom that we experience in living life to the fullest. Now, those freedoms, they begin to become uh, a little... uh, a little constrained, they start to be reeled in with the amount of requirements or the accountability or, or the expectations that have been transferred onto us by those that we care deeply for in our lives, our parents, our mentors, our coaches, our loved ones, right? Even our peers at an early age begin to tempt us with, uh, uh, time, right? To tempt us with, well, are you getting ready? Are you, do you know what team you want to play on? Do you know what college you want to be with? Hey, are you coming to my house this weekend uh, for, for, to only be with me or, or, or your first girlfriend or boyfriend? Hey, you know, I, are you got to stop hanging out with those other people? I want your time or your parents. Have you spent enough time? Have you committed yourself? Are you doing what needs to be done when no one is looking? to spend the extra time in order to really pave the pathway for your own success. Where they started to affiliate, where we started to allow the affiliation of pain to be uh, combined with time. Man, those days became challenging, didn't they? Well, that's what this show is all about. and this show, I'm going to do my best to dissect that whole process. I'm gonna do my best to be able to dig into it. I'm gonna do my best so you can begin to think about it in a way that is not going to keep you encaged, right? And not in a way that somehow, some way that time like it has to me has has, you know, put these 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 grips on me right? Mentally, physically, spiritually. And, and, and this process that this long agonizing process I've gone through to have, you know, a little bit better way of managing this, because I'm telling you, honest to God, man, I don't do it very well. You can just ask my better half, you can ask Jana on how well I am at my perception of time, how how much time guilts me, how much time uh, constrains me, how much time uh, makes me chaotic, how much time controls my, uh, my, my uh, abstract directions of accomplishment. Man, time really does all these things. Now, again... Thank you for coming back. Thank you for participating. Thank you for acknowledging that a little bit of Frog Logic in your life is going to do you well, man. I've been at this for quite a bit of time now. I've been uh, at Frog Logic since 2006, man. And and I've, I've put a lot of time into it. I've invested a lot of time in cultivating the concepts behind frog logic and, and how uh, you can better be able to uh, defeat the negative insurgency or at the very minimum, endure the insurgency because they're waging war on you day in and day out, right? They're trying to strip you away of your perceptions of time. They're trying to take away your ability to feel a greater sense of freedom. And that's what the insurgency does for us. And I, I hope you're 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 paying attention to it. I hope you're not you're not uh like some small granule piece of sand that's in in your own your own uh, uh prison of of hourglass, your own prison like hourglass, uh, glass, and your life is just dripping through those moments, right? The 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 curvature, the little the imperfections of each. Uh, each granule of sand dripping through, and all of a sudden you just feeling it fade away. Ah, I'm never gonna get that moment, that second back again. Because that's a brutal way to live. I'm here to tell you. I can speak from experience. Spent many, many years. In fact, you know, still have my moments where I get trapped in that that slavery, and it's a very brutal thing. But time, time is that. When you start to dig into it and why you think about time, man, the most the number one essential component of how we evaluate our time is 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 the uh, the ability to project into the future, to imagine a point where there is no more time, where you're pushing up daisies, where you're worm worm food, where you're uh, a fading memory of those who truly cared about you and those who didn't care about you at all. You faded within seconds, right? That's what time is. That's what time does. And so I'm here to break that down a little bit for you. All right. So first and foremost, let's just give a a, a, a quick definition of time to bring us all into one uh, focal point that we can uh, begin to wrap our mind around. And so where do I go? I go to my my favorite starting point, not the bear the be all essential all of of information, Wikipedia, but Listen, there's, a, there's always a, a little bit of information we can extrapolate from this, and this puts us in a, in a relative uh, um, time frame that is, that is unifying in this, this concept. All right, here you go. Time. All right. For the concepts in physics, see time in physics. For magazine, see time magazine. For others, see time disambiguation. All right, ready, here we go. Time is the indefinite continued progress of existence. And events that occur in an apparently irreversible succession from the past through the present and into the future. Time is a component quality of various measurements used to sequence events to compare the duration of events or the intervals between them. And to quantify rates of change of quantities in material reality or in the conscious experience. Time is often referred to as the fourth dimension, along with three spatial dimensions. Time has long been an important subject of study in religion, philosophy, and science. But defining it in a manner applicable to all fields without circularity has consistently eluded consistently scholars. Nevertheless, diverse fields such as business, industry, sports, the sciences, and the performing arts all incorporate some notion of time into their respective measuring systems. Hell, I can't even believe they don't have uh, military in there because military time, as anybody who's ever served knows, is a unique set of uh, measurements that exist, right, in particular in the special operations. I think probably above all others, uh, we look at time as a, uh, uh, a magnification of our uh, input and uh, in training, and our uh, uh, output and survivability. And so time plays a massive factor, as I'll delineate here in a little bit about my background and, and what I experience, right? Time in physics is operationally defined as what a clock reads. See, units of time. Time is one of the seven fundamental physical quantities in both international system of units and international system of quantities. Time is used to define other quantities, such as velocity, So defining time in terms of such quantities would result in circularity of definition. An operational definition of time, wherein one says that observing a certain number of repetitions of one or another standard cyclical event, such as a passage of a free-swinging pendulum, constitutes one standard unit, such as the second, is highly useful in the conduct of both advanced experiments and everyday affairs to life. To describe observations in an event, and a location, position in space, and time are typically noted. All right. Now, here we go. Here's the one that'll blow your mind. The operational definition of time does not address what the fundamental nature of it is. It does not address why events can happen forward and backwards in space. Whereas events only happen in forward progressive time, Investigations into the relationship between space and time led physicists to define the space time continuum, which I love, by the way. General relativity is the primary framework for understanding how space time works. Though advances in both theoretical and experimental investigations of space time, it has been shown that time can be distorted, particularly at the edges of black holes. Well, most of us often feel that our life is one continuous black hole, don't we? That inescapable uh, uh, measurement of gravity that pulls us into that negativity that destroys all optimum capability of success. Man, that's brutal the black hole of our life, right? The black hole of fear, the black hole of, of bad relationships, the black hole of, of trauma that we've experienced, man, all relative to the magnitude, the regularity, the consistency or inconsistency of that type of space-time continuum, right? Right? So, you know, one of the things that, you know, I always like to do in my life is I like to evaluate how other people think, right? That's what I do Uh, as a person that is constantly studying the human condition, trying to evaluate what enables us to succeed or fail in extreme environments, right? This is what I do for a living, right? This is my job now. This This is what I dedicate most of my time to in life. Right? What I always like to do is check out other people, as, as we all do. I mean, we all like to spend a certain amount of time with coaching or mentors or reading great books or listening to fantastic podcasts or discovering new people in our lives that have a, a really phenomenal uh, metric or understanding of this concept of time or any other thing for that matter. So one of the things I always like to go back is, is check out cool quotes or cool ideas and and I went through, to, you know, today and a few days ago to check out a few good ones. And here's one that I really like by Leo Tolstoy. Right, the two most powerful warriors are patience and time. Now, as a as a as a former warrior, right now trying to move into a place where I, I'm a teacher as opposed to carrying the shield every day. You know, when you start to think about patience and time. Man, those are two words that are off or counterintuitive to being a warrior, right? Right, Because when you think about being a warrior, it's about going to battle, right? You know, Biding your time before you can essentially be in the fight. Where I think Tolstoy is kind of saying the inverse of that, right? Warrior, a greater... Idea about warriors is you should be patient. You should delay as long as humanly possible. You should utilize and capitalize on the moments in between battle in order to best appropriate, right, your greatest perspective or your greatest ability to not have to go to war, man. I mean, that's powerful right there, right? How about this one? Time flies over us but leaves its shadow behind by Nathaniel Hawthorne. I love that one, right? To recognize that no matter what, it's always outside of our grasp. We can never truly reach it. And if we continue to chase it and run and and try and track it down to to grab that time, to pull it in, to control it, all we're ever going to do is be chasing the shadow of something we can't ever control, man. And I just love that is is very very powerful, right? and and here's another another one that really is 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 something that that absolutely just just gets me right right to live is so startling it leaves little time for anything else now that was powerful that was by emily dickinson and what she essentially is trying to say as i interpret it, is is man when you start to live freely where you're just really focused on the moment of the experience itself right where you're you're immersed in the moment of of all all that is the experience man time ceases to fade away you're not checking your watch on when you have to get to your neck appointment you're not you're not uh, already imagining the forlorn uh, uh, uh emotional challenge that oh this is gonna end soon right you're really just living in the moment, right, and I just, man, I just think there's so many incredible, powerful, amazing things, right, Right? and there's so many different ideas, and you can go out there, and you can find all these people, because we've got the interwebs, and man, There's just so many cool ideas, but the the best place to really begin to start is by understanding your own concept of time, by understanding how to dig into your own perceptions, right? The truth of your perceptions, where they originate, where they come from, how they started, how they were shaped based on certain life altering experiences or, or, or more importantly, how the monotony, right? how the rigor of your everyday life is shaping the construct of how you experience and how you participate in your perception of your own time and the time management, right, also. Now, as I look back in my life, man, as a kid growing up in Boca Raton, Florida, man, it was incredible, right? This was a pretty small little sleepy beach town back in the 70s and the 80s, and and man, we, we would get on our bicycles and, and you'd be gone and you'd be gone all day long. I didn't wear a watch. I didn't want to wear a watch, right? The sun dial was, was our watch. As it became get, getting darker outside, man, that was the time. Or, or you know, there was so much uh, requirement of of, of, social, um, of social time. Right. That was the essence of how we spent our days was our interaction with one another. And I remember, man, if, if you weren't outside playing or I wasn't, uh, you know, uh, riding around the neighborhood or I wasn't with my friends sitting there, man, I, I was engaged in something else. And that was sports from very early on. Age four, I started getting involved in organizational, you know, organized sports. And that was really where things began to alter in terms of my perception of time. And it's critical that we understand where it happens, where it begins. Now, it happens biologically, neurologically, right? When we start to be able to have a framework of understanding, right? We've been drilled in. And I think it's also a settling point where our our brain is able to uh, relate experience to time, right? How long we're engaged in a particular activity gives you some semblance of what those chunks or blocks of our life are, how they're broken down. In particular, you go to school, you know, you have six periods in a day. Home run feels like it lasts this time. Man, my favorite, nap time, man. Mr. Luzak's class. Nap time was the essence. I love nap time. And nap time always seemed like the time was longer than every other period of the day. It wasn't, but that's how we perceive it, right? And then it's so funny when we're engaged in those really high uh, emotional, positive moments, we like to stretch time. We want to continue it. We, it. we were like, oh, no, don't let it be over. And it's kind of this, this ominous thing in our, our young adolescent or, or, or pre-adolescent lives that, man, these are the best moments. But you can never really conceptualize how powerful those moments are where you're not a slave to time. Now, getting into sports was the moment where it started to change because now, all of a sudden, the critical aspect of success is relative to what you can do in four quarters. It's what you can do in a particular inning. And you break it down even four in an at-bat, right? Or in a series of downs. How much time do you have to do that? And that began to transfer itself into my life in other ways because sports became the predominant thing that was governing my direction, my education, everything. It was the, the pinnacle of how I was framing my existence around everybody else. And I'm sure you might have had something similar, right? Whatever it might be. Maybe it was uh, playing an instrument for you and that's how you gauge time. I mean, think about music. Music is all about time, right? It's all about, right? Your tempo, your beats, how many beats per second, how many beats per minute. Right? How many chords fit into this particular rhythm, right? All time. Time in your sports, time in your, your music, time uh, with your family. And how many times did you hear, no, you're not going out with your friends. This is family time. <laughs> Man, we have all of those things. and 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 it was really... It took a while for that grander sense of urgency to evolve. Now, uh, you know, having done enough research nowadays about the way kids are being raised and how they experience life through their perpetual connectivity, I'm not going to say perpetual because there are gaps when they are asleep, uh, they're not feeling the uh, that, that that slavery to, to time, that connectivity, right? Ooh, when was the last post? Uh, I haven't posted in this amount of time. When do I need to post today? Or, oh, I have to get this text. I mean, my favorite slave thing to time nowadays, and I experience it, I think everybody who has a cellular device experiences, as soon as you see that text come through, your brain is immediate going, "Ooh, respond, 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 respond. Ah, I didn't respond. I didn't get back to it in 30 seconds, Right? Think about that. It's not a healthy existence. So luckily me growing up, that sense of urgency to be connected to a particular uh, measurement of time, whether it was social time or whether it was uh, success-based time, you had to complete a task within a particular time in order to be successful or fail. Or was it you know, logging in the hours of progression to finish third grade, to finish seventh grade, and time. And then also the other concept of time that was was kind of uh, a little distorted up until a particular uh, period was how relationships are formed and what they entail, right? How much work need to go in those relationships, all relative to time. But one thing that was very clear to me by the time I had hit high school was that time was also a... a, a not only was it a, a sense of governance but it was also a, a partner right it was a, it was something that you, you couldn't ignore it was it was it was a part of every single day of your life it was it was a governing body but it still i hadn't become such a slave to it yet right but it was there and it was and it was relevant right and that's how we had to experience in that way. Well, for me, you know, once everything, once my uh, sports life ended in college, where I became ineligible because the time I invested in, in partying uh, was more time than I invested in any other thing, which ultimately, you know, it began to reshape the long-term trajectory of my life. And that's the thing we don't even understand, right? We don't even understand that when we begin to uh, adapt uh, or or concentrate a particular focus on one thing in an exorbitant amount of time, whether it's good or bad or neutral, whatever it might be, it's changing the trajectory of our lives long-term. And so we're in this constant battle of trying to understand that space-time continuum. If I, if I spend all my time getting annihilated and partying and trying to uh, pretend I'm a, a combination of Jim Morris and K- Charles Bukowski and Hunter S. Thompson, man, that, that potentially could have devastating effects to uh, my future, which it ultimately did, right? I ended up getting kicked off the lacrosse team. I was almost kicked out of school. But man— In that moment, I was able to redirect my focus and to spend some real time on those who spent a great deal amount of time thinking about these ideas. And I remember, you know, one of the most profound people that ever had a left a mark on me was Descartes, right? Pretty powerful individual trying to figure out his meaning of life and the, the the sheer length of time he committed to that, thinking about those thoughts every day. And I also remember, you know, the people, the other people, even the, the negative influences still had a positive effect on me in terms of Understanding the magnitude of time and effort it took to become great at one particular thing. I mean, Hunter S. Thompson would often write three, four letters a day to people in his life or people he had never met. He just wrote these letters, everything every, every day. He wrote and wrote and wrote. Much less my understanding of 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 artists, right? When you start to look at people like J- Jackson Pollock or Pablo C- Picasso or. In particular, Pablo Picasso, and you looked at what he was able to do in his lifespan, how many incredible pieces of work he was able to, to do. And that meant he was spending his time on his craft, on what he loved. So it was in that moment where I began to realize that my time was not well spent lingering or loitering in my depression. Or, or being submerged in, uh, you know, in this these moments where this alternative reality of of my life, I was trying to prop it up, you know, constantly, just trying to backfill it over and over and over and over and over again by these this this concept that man, I was actually participating. The things that I were doing were promoting a long-term pathway for success for me. And they weren't. It was just destructive. And we don't really re- understand the level of destruction uh, uh, in terms of how it affects our, our life as, as, as in terms of time when we're in that moment, particularly when we're young, man. And if you're young out there and you're wasting your time, right? And I, don't get me wrong. I, I, I think everybody needs to explore a certain level of creativity with their life experiences. You should go out and try new things as long as you're not hurting others, right? As long as you're not intentionally trying to uh, be destructive, right? But I also think that you know there is a place where you have to begin to identify down range, down the line, so to speak, where, the impact of what you're doing in the moment right now is going to ultimately either shorten your life for real or it's going gonna, it's gonna to make living that life much more challenging because you're just opening yourselves up to some very destructive ways to live physically, mentally, and spiritually. I also begin to think that, you know, the Zulu Foxtrot mentality of I don't care, it doesn't matter, man, that actually is going to have a long-term effect on you. You might not feel it now, but it will. Thankfully, because of um, the time and effort I I invested in in reading a book about Navy SEALs, I was able to come to this magnificent conclusion uh, that I needed to adjust my timeline. I needed to redirect my pathway in life Uh, in order to go experience life in a way that was radically different than anything I had ever experienced. And and sometimes we need that shake-up. I'm not saying it needs to happen day in and day out because I just don't believe we can sustain that, right? I don't think we can sustain it physically the beat downs I don't think we can sustain it mentally the change the constant change never having consistency it doesn't a lot for the most important things in life which are relationships and relationships take a full investment of time they take a long-term investment and so in that process I I said all right I'm gonna I need to do this though I'd been I'd been letting once again I'd been letting uh, uh, the uh, the imposing nature of my future uh, to really ground me in a way where I I'd become uh, um, I'd become almost granular, like I discussed in the hourglass. Right i I wasn't I wasn't this large mass moving forward with great momentum. I was I was disintegrating one grain at a time in this excruciating way, and I could feel that. Now, God bless. I, I dropped out of school and and I joined the SEAL teams. Now, what they don't tell you <laughs> in the fine print or in in the uh, you know in all the different ways places that you can uh, learn a lot about the SEAL community. What they don't tell you is uh, really the importance of time. They they don't and and how they're going to utilize time to literally reprogram you in a way where time will always be present I mean time will I mean in a very profound way I'm not just talking you know oh what time is it oh man I ran late on that one or oh man I'm 10 minutes late no big deal or or you know what I'll just get to it tomorrow that kind of mentality does not exist in the special special operations world in particular at basic underwater demolition seal training and when I got there I always found it uh, fascinating that there nobody is allowed to wear a watch in your BUDS class except for the OIC, the officer in charge of the class. Now, I, you might think to yourself, wow, that's not a big deal, man. It's actually better for me. But when you're getting pummeled in the ocean and on the, on the beach and you have an instructor that has identified you as a person that they want to remediate because uh, they acknowledge your... Uh, desperate grasp or your desperate push to try and speed time up to end your pain, uh, they know how to make that time languish or linger or, or they know how to alter your perspective so you think the pain is never going to end. And when you start to think about that, you start to break that down in, a, in this really unique way and you start to think about it in your own life, man, We often are are doing that every single day to one another, aren't we? I remember going in and and I remember the first uh, soft sand conditioning run, which was Preparation for your timed beach runs and running timed beach runs on on the sand uh, can you know be either awesome if the tide's weigh out and you have this nice big huge twenty five to fifty meter wide uh, space where it's hard packed sand and you've got you can just you know get going. Versus high tide where you're on this incline and you're in, you know, the, your, your, your boot print in goes in about three and a half inches and you're pushing off and maybe you've already had to do other timed events for the day and you already had a four hour beat down session and maybe you got a little extracurricular activity first thing in the morning or after lunch in the pool. But now you better hit that 32 minute mark or that 28 minute mark, whatever place you are and hit and thing. So time, Right. You go on these soft sand conditioning runs. And the one thing as, as the, the accordion begins and everybody begins to stretch out and you start to feel the ache and the pain, right? And it doesn't matter. Nobody escapes it. Nobody's in as good a shape as your instructors. And you start to imagine yourself, how much longer are we going? Because they never tell you how long you're going to run. And you don't have a watch, so you don't know. And you're not that good at reading the, where the sun is in the sky because you're so in so much pain and you're just trying to keep up, much less recognizing the very simple fact that if you don't put out a little bit harder, you're going to wind up in the goon squad. Now, I don't know if anybody listening or watching this has ever been in a goon squad before other than um, those that know what it is. Uh, in particular, I always used to love Marcus's stories about the goon squad. It was fantastic to hear his experience and his prolific hate for running. <laughs> um, but imagine all of a sudden you're in this desperate attempt just to stay with the pack and now you become a re- remediated because you can't keep up with the class and you're now taxing the time of the evolution. So now you're being remediated, or, or I should say you're being uh, corporally punished for the fact that you don't care about time. And you would hear those. Don't you care about the rest of your class? Don't you care that you can't keep up? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to make you care about that. I'm going to go hit the surf, go do 108 counts, go do uh, air squats, go do uh, duck walks for the next 50 meters or 100, whatever it might be, whatever application of pain they began to apply to tune you up so that you could not escape from the fact that your inability to support the grander collective is going to affect the outcomes as it relates to time. Because what we quickly began to realize is that we live in a world where every single second matters. Now in Bud's, as a young college dropout, how could I ever even begin to formulate what that looked like for me, right? There was no way I could do that. There was no way I, I, I even began to understand. Well, w- one of the the main portions of, of my existence there, and now you have to understand, I, I got there and I had a couple medical roles which were miraculous and I probably didn't deserve, but a couple incredible human beings who saved my career uh, 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 did that for me because they thought my my attitude was uh that one which was supportive and 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 could be a good frogman one day. And so they gave me these additional chances. And so in that time in preparation for my next class, I I maximized my time as much as possible to the point where I, you know, overran or overtrained, got stress fractures. And then I had another this time I had double the time to wait for my next class. But in all of that, those challenges, I began to understand right, the the necessity of awareness and that every second that you're engaged for another person or another or an organization uh, dependent upon what the magnitude of that organization's mission is and how everybody, the collective buys into the culture of that organization, man, time is, is critical, right? And how you use that time is what bolsters or boosters the ability for that organization to complete its task in the appropriate amount of time. Now, those that chose not to adhere to the time requirements, i.e. not make their timed evolutions, eh, bye-bye. Those that could not make... uh, could not make uh, the uh, jump to the grander sense of accountability. They couldn't get their uniforms on in the two minutes after you'd get out of the combat training tank that the instructors would give you. An entire class of 100-plus people, you would have two minutes to completely get your uniform on, put your boots on, and be standing in formation outside on the street in order for you to get to the next evolution on time or, in our world, early because we had a saying in our class that if you're not 10 minutes early, you're 10 minutes late, just in order to emphasize the magnitude of what that responsibility to time looked like against the expectations of our instructors. Now, this was not just a frivolous expectation. This was an expectation that you should uh, know that has been built on over 70 plus years of training doctrine operational doctrine, uh, successes and failures, uh, but not just at buds, man, the successes and failures on the battlefield. And this is where this paradigm shift begins to happen in the individual that has uh, willing to submit themselves to this new culture, these new coding that's happening. That time is is an essential component of how you evaluate, Uh, your integrity, how you evaluate your commitment, your accountability. Because if if you're not doing that and you're not paying close attention to time, then essentially what you're telling your organization is, hey, fuck you. Your time isn't the time that matters. It's my time and how I'm processing time. Well, I'm here to tell you that that doesn't work. (laughs) Not in our world. And in, 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 in some ways, it doesn't work in any way, in any world. Now, granted, there are a lot uh, looser constri- uh, um, constrictions, um, are, or I should say a uh, uh, lot looser forms of incarceration that I, than in our world and the SEAL teams. But remember what our mission is, and our mission is to go after the worst people in the world in their backyards and, 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 and force them to adhere to a, a clock, uh, a clock of mortality, uh, that if they choose not to, then uh, we end their time. Now, that's a powerful thing. But it, for me, it really didn't, the transition didn't really happen until I went into an experience, or what I call an uber-evolution, where uh, they do everything in humanly possible in order to uh, alter uh, perceptions of time in the truest forms not using any psychedelics or any, any mind-altering drugs that uh, skew your perceptions or uh, open up certain aspects of your brain that uh, contort your ability to perceive time. Man, this is all done with the positive application of mental and physical pain. And that uber-evolution is hell week, right? Where we start on a Sunday afternoon, and we don't start until stop until Friday afternoon. One continuous beatdown. Well, not truly continuous. I mean, we do stop at on Thursday morning at the ninety to ninety-six hour mark. Now, think about that. Think about the magnitude of of that cognitive disassociation that takes through through that massive, massive. Uh, um, metric of sleep deprivation, right? I mean, all the experts and all the science show that 24 hours without a sleep, you're essentially drunk, right? Now imagine what you are at, 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 at 48 hours of no sleep or, or 72 hours of no sleep. That's why we hallucinate. Uh, we, we, we struggle trying to process simple information. But the remarkable aspect of all of that And where you truly begin to realize that an appropriate, uh, a powerful reflection of time, right, comes when you start to recognize that it's not about my sense of time. It's not about me. It's about the man that's next to us the man that was next to me, that was in the front of my boat, in the back of my boat, that the man that was next to me underneath that log, right? And I was surrounded by some of the greatest men, the greatest warriors this country has ever produced, much greater than me in in many, many ways. And it was their sense of commitment to me. That was the time they were investing. They were investing in the time as a boat crew, they were investing in our each other by freeing themselves and recognizing that no matter how uh, much anxiety, how much how much uh, um, um, fear uh, was, uh, flowed through their uh, their cognitive process or their emotional uh, ups and downs, all that mattered is that you know, they were going to not quit on the guy that's next to us. There was no time that was going to force them to break. And that Friday would come no matter what, and regardless, we're just going to keep doing whatever it is that the instructors tell us to do in that moment. That became the most important uh, fragment of time that we needed to worry about, period. End of sentence. It was nothing else. It was in the moment that we had to assess. And that's what granted us the freedom to be able to find the strength, to have that true never quit mentality, and to be able to persevere in the most extreme environment imaginable, which is Hell Week from a training perspective. Now, fast forward, you take this wonderful experience and you you hopefully grow with it and, and move and you move into the teams. And then then all of a sudden there's a whole nother level of accountability that is uh layered into that. And you know, and I, you know, you begin to realize, wow, this is man, every second matters, not only from a mission orientation, but also from a prepar- preparation, what you do when nobody's looking. I mean, you know, and I thought I'd known what that looked like from trying to play collegiate sports, but I wasn't even close because now all of a sudden the time, your relationship to time is is you, really you're wedded to the concept of uh, tell death do us part, right? <laughs> and you're married to this time frame where you're able to execute in such minuscule levels, right? Where every second is, well, if you're supposed to be on a point where a helicopter is going to pick you up after a hellacious uh, 25-click hump, you'd better be there on time. Or if you are building a breaching charge, right? Uh, a, a, an explosive uh, charge that you're going to apply and put on a steel frame door or some type of entranceway into a compound that is filled with bad people. And it's your responsibility to appropriately build in the correct fuses or to attach the electrical fuses or putting the whole system together so your breacher can just take it off your back and apply it to the, the the building and to clack that stuff on in coordination with your snipers and your overflights and all that other stuff. How heavy do you think that time becomes? Because it is no, it's still the same construct or measurement of time. It's still a second-hand moving around the face of a clock or digitally uh transferring over that doesn't change right we've accepted that units as the as the what is going to govern our lives what is going to hold us hostage if you will and so you begin to realize man i'm not going to mess with that i'm not going to i'm not going to you know that's something that's it's almost biblical man that's, some, that's the kind of time that, man, that is something that I need to have a profound, deep respect for. And that's what happens. You go through this remarkable transition process. And, and I've seen this in all, all great performers that I've had this incredible opportunity to work with, right? They're dedicated to the time. They're going to put the time in right? Ahead of their competition, ahead of the challenges around, they're going to put the time in. Because it's funny, man, there's so much information out there now about uh, what it means to perform well. We all know what kind of supplements we need to take. We all know what kind of, of practice we need to do based on the particular skills we're trying to lose, uh, form as it relates to the mission at hand, we all get all that, man. There's plenty. There's, there's more information we've ever had in the history of our, our existence, right? And that's a long time. I mean, we've been at this for quite a while. Our ability to survive. Our ability to, to cultivate societies and civilizations. To work together or to destroy one another in warfare. Man, think about all the time invested in all that. And so, when you get to that place, and then you go overseas, and you're applying those that that respect or that um, consciousness to time, man, it, it has a lasting effect. And so, when I got out of the teams and I went into the civilian world, I moved home. Uh, my 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 perception of time was pretty skewed, right? It it, it did not fit. Get this into uh, the hierarchies of time that civilian life had mandated as acceptable, right? People operate on their own construct of time, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. It's what kind of uh, is a requirement. We all are living our own lives. We're all doing our own things. We're all we're all invested, are investing our time in different ways. And so, one of the hard parts is as a as a former operator now in civilian life. Is, is recognizing, right, that people's own perception of time does not fall in line with mine, and so my ability to feel a level of disrespect huh, for them not caring about my time went through the roof. And that's a great challenge that we all have if we come from those worlds, right? If we live in a space where, where we maximize our time, We're always understanding the magnitude of the implied task that something needs to get done for the greater good right? I need to get the laundry done so the kids are, have their stuff on. I need to make sure uh, I, I file my taxes on time. I need to make sure that if I had a client reach out, I get to that back to them in an appropriate manner, an appropriate time. I, I need to invest as much as I can in order to cultivate this uh, new person in my organization. I need to invest the time in them in order to put them in the best probability of success. These are all things we deal with every single day, but some of us have less, uh, um, that less uh, feeling of, uh, um, that it's critical, that time is a critical aspect of our success, right? And so often we allow that, that pressure, that time uh, very naturally, right, Our life ending applies pressure. Getting older, not being physically active applies pressure. Uh, Mentally, uh, not being able to uh, uh, be as uh, open to new ideas and things, right? Or even spiritually, not uh, having enough time to work on your faith in yourself and God and your faith in other people, man. And that's a powerful thing to be able to recognize. Now it took me a long 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 time to even begin to process all of that. Right? And I struggled immensely for for and, and, and still do and Frank. Now I've I've gone through uh, some very significant uh, traumatic events since that moment including, you know, working again for Blackwater, working for the agency, uh, going through a divorce uh, having many friends uh, commit suicide or die. Um, uh, you know, the fact that uh, um, I every single day I wake up, man, I feel as I can I can feel time pulling on me. I can feel that that shackle around my my ankle. Right? Saying, get it done. Get it done. You're behind. You're behind. You're letting them down. You're letting your team down. You're letting your kids down. You're letting your family down. Get it done. Man, that's hard, isn't it? That's really hard. It's really hard to recognize that, man, uh, uh, You know, maybe I need to begin to alter my perception of time or alter my sense of accountability to time. Because if, if everybody else is, is not adhering or respecting my time, then maybe my perception of time is, is, is not the appropriate fashion and I need to reevaluate. I mean, I need to slow things down. I'm, I'm constantly working or interviewing people or hearing people that are saying, hey, be patient. Take your time. This takes a long time to understand. Right? How often do we hear that day in and day out? Hey, slow down. Take your time. Right? Be patient. It'll come. Right? <laughs> Man, you say that to an operator and it's literally like saying, "Hey, stop caring. Hey, don't give a fuck anymore. Slow down, it doesn't matter." But that's a lot of it is the truth. You can't you can't force things in this life, right? You can apply force, right? To learn and grow. But you can't force time to speed up. It's going to take the time. It's going to take. Period. Now, before I get into that, I'm going to take a moment uh, to talk about people that uh, understand time pretty well. Uh, And those are my sponsors. Uh, First, I want to talk about Onnit. Man, I'm so blessed to have this great relationship with Onnit. Uh, they've been so wonderful to me over the last few years, especially Aubrey and his confidence in what Frog Logic represents in terms of my own unique ability to optimize human performance. And what they've done is they've contributed uh, to my show, and 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 I am happy because the time that I've invested with their products has has shown uh, considerable positive effects to me. Uh, in particular, gut health, man. Uh, I have suffered from gut issues uh, from the time I got out of the SEAL teams. Uh, I was once diagnosed with a explosive vomiting. I'm not quite sure what that was, but um, I, I have some real challenges that I think I picked up from while I was in the teams and all the times I've been overseas, the crazy things I've eaten with my goat gut. Um, and I tell you, finding total gut health by on it is a really remarkable way for me to have a better diet, to process my food better, uh, to not have the issues that I typically have had. Uh, For me, man, every time I have these wackadoo combos of food, uh, it creates this really uh, painful distension, which leads into a projectile vomiting, which is always lovely for my my better half in the middle of the night when I sound like a dying yak uh, of vomiting in the bathroom. But since I've implemented Total Gut Health into my regimen uh, of, uh, of, 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 of health, my total health, man, it's made a huge impact. And so uh, if you're experiencing any kind of uh, gut deficiency uh, or you're, you're struggling to find the right thing that worked, uh, check out Total Gut Health by Onnit. It's a wonderful uh, pro- product. Highly recommend. Just head over to onit.com and you'll see that. And another one is their cornerstone product, Alpha Brain. Uh, you know, man, I just can't say enough about this uh, memory and focus enhancement. Uh, Alpha Brain is, is a great product that's been around with Onit for the, the longest. And it's their number one product out there. And for me, it's it's one of my number one useful tools in my life. In order to stay clear in in, in my perpetual understanding that I'm 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 not adhering to the time I need to get things done, man, Alpha Brain's able to keep me focused. So, I don't allow time to distract me and jump all over the place in particular things. Alpha Brain is a, is a great product. Wake up in the morning uh, and I have my, my Alpha Brain, my glass of water, right, and uh, uh, my cup of coffee, man, and that's the way I start my day. And it allows me to have that, that wonderful cognitive alacrity that enables me to be able to get on and produce a show like this to be able to share with you. All of the concepts that I've seen and experienced in my life over 28 years of of really exploring the human condition, Alpha Brain helps me do that. So again, go over to onit.com and check out Total Gut Health and Alpha Brain. Tell them Frog Logic sent you. The other one is is Wise Food Company, right? Wise Company, and now it's they're, they're now called Ready Wise. They had this wonderful rebranding recently, and I highly recommend you to go out and check them out, man. They provide the number one tasting, long-lasting, quality, uh, uh, freeze-dried foods in the industry. Man, these people are all about understanding the importance of time. And the time reflection they have is, in the future, when you face that next great catastrophe, think about the wildfires in Australia. How many people had to evacuate those wildfires? They were literally doing evacuations on the beach. Well, guess what? Imagine you flee the, your, your house with literally, you know, a backpack on your back, your wallet, and your, your family, right? And you're running someplace. Well, what happens if you don't have a bottle of water in some food, man? You, you might be facing death. And so what, what ReadyWise does is they produce this incredible food that has 25-year shelf life that tastes great, and it's a way that you can be ready for any potential catastrophe, and I'm talking hurricanes, man, I used it this past summer when Dorian hit, uh, you know, wildfires, hurricane, uh, tornadoes, uh, power outage from massive snowstorms, right? What happens when nobody can resupply uh, the, the supermarkets, man? If you haven't effectively put the time in in your preparation for those particular types of events, then I'll tell you what. That seconds of of hunger and that, 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 that time of your mortality is going to be so poignant that that tick on that clock is going to be deafening to you. In particular, as you watch your loved ones, your family members suffer, right, for hours and hours and hours because you weren't prepared to feed them. And that's legit. That is a legit thing that happens all around the world every single day. So go check out ReadyWise, right, at wisefoodstorage.com, uh, ReadyWise or readywise.com, and go check out the products that they have available, right, from these wonderful, uh, easy-to-store buckets uh, to their in fantastic camping meals. They have some of the best camping meals I've ever had in my life, way better than any other meal I've ever tried. Uh and and also they have these emergency uh weekend packs that you have a 72 hour pack, they've got a one month pack, they've got the long term package, man. Whatever you need in terms of being prepared for that next horrible day where you need to take care of your family, man. You know, go check out ReadyWise. And uh when you go over there, type in the promo code Frog Logic, and you'll get 25% off everything they have, man. Everything they got on the website, 25% off. Type in Frog Logic. All right, go check them out. And the last one uh, is my, me and, and Team Frog Logic. Uh, as you may or may not know, uh, I'm a, we are a motivational uh, training and performance co- company. Uh, and my specialty is motivational speaking uh, as well as performance coaching and uh, uh, my podcast. I've written several books for kids and adults. Uh, right here is the latest one. This is a Doc Frog's anti-bully menu. Manual man, and this is just uh, one of the most proudest uh, accomplishments I have in my life. We developed this, myself and this wonderful uh, graphic artist, Brian Colt, developed this anthropomorphic character, Doc Frog, Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, and in this particular uh, book, Doc has uh, three uh, teammates, Wiley Wolf, a former Green Beret, Semper Fido, a former uh, Recon Marine, and Hannah Hawk, an Air Force Special Operations and former CIA case officer, and they get together and they combine their incredible life experience in order to teach kids that are being bullied. Now, this number is insane. Over 150 to 160,000 kids stay home every single day from bullying. Think about that. In the modern era, kids get bullied. There's nothing, I mean, it's crazy, but it's part of the process. It's what happens to kids. Uh, in their process of, 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 of trying to find their identities, kids end up bullying And there's some really interesting people out there that have been studying this great stuff uh, for a long, long time. When I was doing the research for the book, I found some wonderful people. There's a professor at UCLA who specializes in bullying, this uh, Dutch woman. Uh, There's uh, some incredible other people. Uh, uh, There's uh, great websites out there. Uh, Go check them out. Just type in bullying and there's so much content you can't even believe it. But what we've decided to do is take a a more uh, tactical approach to solving this problem and what we do is we help a child uh, formulate the best possible plan to uh, essentially uh, put together a great team and through modern technology, capture the bullying incident, and then be able to put it in a useful report in order to share with parents, uh, school administrators, or God, God forbid, uh, uh, law enforcement. And this book will show and teach them how to do that. So Go over to my website if you're interested in the books. We've got great hats and gear too. Uh, we've got two uh, PT manual by Doc Frog. I've got my forging self confidence adult field manual. Uh, and if you're you or your organization are looking for a great motivational speaker that's filled with energy as well as entertaining, uh, I'm your guy. I've been doing I've been speaking for over 15 years now, uh, and I promise you I've worked with all the greatest organizations out there. Uh, please check it out. And if you or your team need some absolute performance coaching, I'm also available that, uh, to do that. Uh, had a great year this year, past year, with Green Bay Packers, who just lost in the NFC Championship, as well as uh, Penn State men's lacrosse team, who went to the NCAA Final Four last year. So go to teamfroglogic.com, or you can follow me on uh, all social media sites, Instagram, Uh, LinkedIn, uh, at Team Frog Logic. LinkedIn's just my name. And on my YouTube channel, David Rutherford, Uh, go check it out. I've got a ton of videos there for you to understand and follow. All right. Thank you. Time, man, the profound nature of time. So one of the things that we really got to help understand is that, you know, in your life now, how are you going to address how much time controls you? Right now, before we get into that, first, what I want you to do is I really want you to do a deep dive introspection I take a little inventory about yourself and time. I want you to evaluate how much actual time you spend uh, um, in your life, how you break that time up, your time management, right? Create your little pie chart. How much time do you spend uh, taking care of yourself physically? How much time do you spend on bettering yourself mentally? How much time? You know what? What? I, here's a little exercise I do with my private coaching clients, if you will. Uh, and if you're interested in coaching, reach out to on teamfroglogic.com. Let us know. We'll be in touch and we'll tell you how that works. So what I do with my coaching clients is I say, let's look at a week. And you really got to give me a week where you, you schedule every, you write down everything you do in detail, Sunday to Sunday. And then what we'll do is we'll come in and we'll take out all sleep, right? And then we'll take out. And this is on a very... Uh, specific metric or measurement, take out all sleep mo- Sunday through Sunday, take out all bathroom breaks, take out all eating, all time you have invested eating, we'll take out all time uh, that you have at work, right? All time that you have connected, all the time you spend on your device, take out all meaningful uh, quality conversations with people you care about. And whatever you got left... That's the time you got to work on this, right? That's the time we have to work on our perceptions, on our understanding of life. And it's not that much. It's this much. I'm here to tell you, I promise you, if you do this exercise, you will be like, holy shit, that is not a lot of time, man. But it's okay. It's enough. And so what you want to do is you want to begin to evaluate those things. But in order to do that, man, you really have to start wrapping your mind around what time actually does to you, right? What it makes you feel. How does it make you anxious? Does it? Do you really have anxiety from it? What drives the anxiety? Is it social anxiety or is it... Is it just uh, the fear of failure, man? That's one of the number one things that I face on a regular basis when I'm coaching or instructing or teaching the lessons from Frog Logic, man. Is people have this profound fear of failure that somehow, some way, they're gonna let someone or most importantly themselves down because they didn't, they didn't get it done in time, they didn't invest enough time, they didn't have, uh, they, they, it was the wrong timing, man. I hear that all the time. I didn't, I I was the wrong timing. I was late. I was early. I was, I was delayed. I didn't get it out in time. I didn't spend enough time in it. Man, these are all concepts that we have to evaluate in real time in order for us to begin to alter our perception of time. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know you're thinking, man, this is a, a very difficult thing. It's very uh, challenging and complex to process, but it really isn't that difficult, right? Unless you want to start getting into the, the quantum nature of things and starting to go into space time continuum in the universe and all that. But I highly uh, don't get there yet, right? Let's just start with you, right? What are the things that give you anxiety? I don't spend enough time with my children. Right? For me, I'm on the road all the time. I'm constantly traveling to give speeches around the country. Uh, I'm constantly uh, recording and editing new shoes. I'm coming up with content. And so I have this profound fear that I'm somehow not engaging, not giving my children enough time, most specifically individually. Or I'm not giving my the my the, the people I love most. I'm not giving Jana enough individual time together because of the craziness of our lives. Right? We're constantly going from one time uh, um, uh, um, commitment to another, whether it's soccer practice or having uh, uh, seen our uh, my family or her family or or having dinner with my folks or uh, whatever or getting time for ourselves, going on date night, man, time. You know, how does that affect you? Or how much time do you actually invest in making yourself better? Or at work, how much time are you actually investing in, in pushing your abilities forward or growing or maturing? Because so often what happens is we don't have a very good understanding, much like fe- Excuse me. Much like, it's, it's often we don't have a very good understanding, much like fear. We don't really understand our fears in its totality. We don't understand time and how it affects us. We know it's there. We know it's present because it's, it's, it's perpetually in our lives. Like right now, I'm looking down at my clock on my computer and saying, how much time have I put in? And have I gone too long? Have I mastered it? What? But my notes are saying, no, there's more you need to invest in this. Right, And so we're always doing this back and forth. So, one of the ways that we can better have you really begin to evaluate is that what I want you to do when you go through this process and you start to, let's say you do the timeline, right? And you start to, you start to evaluate that, that uh, process or, or you start to evaluate what time looks like in your life. Here's what you got to do. You got to set a specific time for that. I know that sounds weird, but it's what we have to do. You have to block out a chunk of time that you are going to dedicate to that function. Now, how else can you do it, man? Just go online and do some research on time. Do some, go find a book about time, right? Go read uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. That'll give you one hell of an uh, in influence and, and uh, at a in, a in such a level of respect for his perception of time that it could ultimately change your life forever. Walt Whitman, *Leaves of Grass* is another one, and I look up in my library above me. Hell, the little engine that could, <laughs> I to round it out for you, man. Start doing the research, right? This is something that from the dawn of time, the dawn of our time, the dawn of our understanding where we first had the opportunity to become philosophical about what time meant man there are people have been writing this stuff down or evaluating and if that's not in if that's not your gig or your thing then man don't be afraid go have a conversation with somebody that you respect or somebody that is an influence in your life that can help you wrap your mind around time in a much more efficient and genuine manner Because I promise you, if you do that, then your ability to understand the power that time has over you will be much better. And then by doing that, you will be setting yourself up to then regain some of that freedom back that you so desperately are looking for. Because I'm right there with you, man. Trying to be in that space where uh, I'm at the beach with my children and my, my, my fiancé and to where I just say to myself, relax, just stop. Just listen to the ocean. Listen to their laughter. Just get on that paddleboard. Just hear the ripple of the waves and feel the caress of that wind and to recognize That you're still here. You're still above dirt. And that you've got time. I hope that got you started. I hope that helped. Because I know I spent a lot of time thinking about this. So what I'm going to do for the next one, and I'm going to wait a little while while you process this, and the next show, what we're going to have is we're going to talk about the freedom of time and how to obtain that physically mentally, and spiritually, emotionally, because that is really where you can begin to start applying frog logic to where you can start living your life to its fullest. Thank you so much. I'm so blessed to have had the opportunity to share with you my ideas. I'm blessed uh, to have the people I have in my life, my family, my friends, my children, I'm so blessed to have God and the understanding of of God and especially Christ and Christ's commitment to time and and how he helps us understand that eternity is a place where we're really going to get to maximize our performance. And this is just a precursor to that. Uh, to ease our sense of suffering while we're here in order to prepare us for the great next endeavor uh, in the afterlife. Man, thank you for that. It helps me certainly. Uh, And also to thank all the other people that have formulated my construct of time, all my instructors, all my experiences uh, serving the country, uh, my experiences uh, as a father and as a business owner. Man, it's just time trying to understand and making sure that you're respectful of it, mostly respectful of others, but in terms being respectful of your own time and what you're willing to commit to to better understand how to unlock this bondage, how to free yourself from those chains of time and to become a person that can live in the moment, have great consciousness and great intent and so you're free and you're no longer a slave of time who ya god bless thank you